Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Sue Ann, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, Jim, despite a loss yesterday afternoon in Seattle against a terrific young pitcher in George Kirby, it was a good West Coast road trip for the Twins. They scored some runs. Uh, they got some good pitching. The only thing is Buxton continues to, to struggle, but but a good trip. Uh, yeah, he's, the reality of baseball is... As much as everybody wants everybody to win, your team to win every day, mm. uh, five and two on the West Coast, every team in Twins history would take it, no matter what two cities they visit on the West Coast. Usually, the mentality of West Coast road trips is you're, you're going to be a little off the timing, the time change. Usually, you're playing good teams, uh, usually playing different kinds of fields. You know, if you can break even on the West Coast, you're doing well. Five and two is a great trip, no matter who they face. And yeah, they uh, swung the bats extremely well as a team. Uh, coming out of the break, until George Kirby just looked really good against him on Thursday. So I, I thought it was a great trip. Uh, and the fascinating thing is uh, that they did it with Buxton offering nothing. Buxton has one hit since July 4th. He looked horrible. Uh, they benched him for two games. He came back and he looked horrible again. Uh, I just had a podcast with Roy Smalley and Lavelle Neal. Lavelle suggested something very interesting. He said, you know, if he's not healthy enough to play center field and he's not producing as a DH – Maybe the right answer, as Polanco comes back and you can't take Julian out of the lineup and you have a lot of other guys surging right now and you got Royce Lewis around the corner, maybe the answer is put Buxton on the DL, let him get his knee right so he can play center field toward the end of the season. And and maybe a longer uh, stint on the on the injured list than, than maybe is necessary just to get him straightened out and, and, and get him to come back and and uh, you know, and I don't know would he go out on a rehab assignment after that? Then if 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 that happened, if I mean, listen, I don't think they're going to do it. Uh, this is kind of our outside the box thinking on sure, this thing. Sure. I mean, if if it were me, uh, I would put him on the IL. I'd have him do whatever it takes to get the knee right, and I would have him go on a rehab assignment and get his confidence back before he came back to the big leagues. Now, uh, I don't you know. This is all unrealistic in the way the teams actually function these days. But he's a mess right now. Yeah. And he's holding them back. And they scored seven runs a game for the first six games after the break with Buxton not making contact, basically. Yeah. Uh, his, his approach is so bad right now. And while that happened, Julian started hitting like a superstar. He's hitting 500 in July hmm. uh, with power. Uh, Kepler had a great week. Uh, Kirilov got it going again and started driving the ball. Uh, this is, you know, and you get, now you got Lewis and Polanco coming back, two of the five best hitters. Correa, uh, since they moved into the leadoff spot, is hitting 312. So they got a lot of things going in the right direction. Buxton is kind of a, the only big drag on the offense right now. Yeah, that's right. And moving to leadoff, I don't has it. It, it seems like it's maybe freed Correa's mind a little bit. He's not up there thinking, yep. I have to be a, a run producer here. He can just go see ball, hit ball. Yes, and uh, you know a lot of pe- a lot of people just like to blame Rocco for everything and and question everything he does, which you know is fair game within the right context. But a lot of people thought he was stupid for putting Correa in the leadoff spot. Why would you a guy who doesn't run that well and doesn't steal bases in the leadoff spot? Well, because you're dealing with human beings, and Correa was trying to hit five run home runs uh, in the middle of the lineup. You move him to clean up, and all of a sudden he's like, okay, just I just have to take good at bat. I just have to have a good approach. I need to get my share of the hits, use the whole field, and that has completely turned the season around. You know, and and even in your column, and I guess uh, I was 
wondering if you got any scorn for this. <laughs> mentioning, mentioning Emilio Pagan, who's pitched well here lately again, and, and a couple of good outings late in high leverage situations. He's kind of a hard guy to figure out. Well, he is. Um, and, you know, one of the points of my column is if people, if we, if the team gave up on players as quickly as the rest of us give up on players, <laughs> that, we basically have three tiers, right? Fans will give up on somebody after five minutes. Uh, people in the media will give up on somebody when they finally get sick of them. And the team is like, well, we have this much invested in them. We don't have a replacement. And if we replace them with the young player and the young player fails, then we have nobody else to go to. They have a much dip- more difficult real-world decision. Yeah. Well, but even for me, who has more patience than most fans, I was sick of Pagan. And the last 14 outings, he has a 1.2 ERA. He just pitched consecutive eighth innings and pitched really well. And his stuff is starting to play. Um, and that's why you almost – and that's the same thing with Kepler. I was ready to get rid of Kepler, and now he's swinging the bat great. Um, he, you know, the, the professional approach to all this stuff is you kind of have to bet on talent even if it, the, the talent isn't coming through at a certain point. The new Emilio Pagan is actually Jorge Lopez as he continues yeah. to struggle. And uh, Dick Bramer called it out beautifully last night after he gave up the home run. Bramer said right away, well, let's see how he reacts because mm-hmm. he hasn't reacted well in the past to giving up home runs. We see walks and hit by batters. And it happened again last night. Yeah, and he lost all command. Yeah. Um, this wasn't your routine bad outing, which happens to everybody periodically. This was losing all ability to function on the mound yeah. it's sad he is dealing with whatever you want to call it mental health stress whatever uh but i just don't see how i hope it works out for his sake yeah. uh, the twin's sake but i don't see how pitching in the pressure of a pennant race when you're dealing with all this stuff is going to work out here no uh it's it's tough that's for sure he needs to you know, be in a little lower pressure situation. But where do you find that? It isn't always available for pitchers. So we'll just put him in when we're blowing somebody out or they're blowing us out. Well, that doesn't happen sometimes for weeks. It doesn't. I mean, I guess my view is when Brock Stewart's ready to come back or Fieldbar, whoever comes back first, that's when I'd probably send Lopez to the minors and let him just reset completely. Yeah. Day two, not over yet, as Jim and I are talking at the, at the Open, or the British Open, as we call it here in the States. Uh, but, so we can kind of kind of talk about it. We don't know. Maybe somebody made a run at the end of the day. But as we're speaking at a, just before, you know, 20 to 1, uh, Brian Harmon's running away and hiding from everybody. I, I didn't see that coming. Well, nobody did. You can't predict that. Yeah. Uh, he's a good player. He's a grinder. He is not a, the kind of guy who... You know, and, and he's he's had like a lot of veteran players. He's had some good majors, but he, you know he's never come close to winning a major. And here he's dominating. As we're speaking here, he's a five shot lead on yeah. Tommy Fleetwood. Um, and part of part of it with the British Open and a lot of other majors is he got to play at the right time to give himself a chance. But still, he's five better shots better than everybody in the field. Um, and man, I tell you what, that that 18th hole, it's long, a long tricky par five. Hit it a million miles off the tee. Man, I think he hit a five iron to about fifteen feet and sank the eagle putt. I oh. mean, that's uh, pretty impressive. He's, that's a, he was already playing with the lead. You could already see his name at the top of the leaderboard. So maybe you know, listen, if he plays this way, he's going to win the tournament. Yeah. If he comes back to the pack, then all of a sudden you have all the usual suspects back in the mix, including Spieth and and. Uh, and Kepka yeah. and and uh, Scheffler, although Scheffler's not playing well again today. Uh, but if he comes back to the pack, it could be anybody, but, man, he's got quite an advantage. 
There's some big names that missed the cut, did not miss the cut by a shot, missed the cut by a mile. Uh, Justin Rose missing by three shots. Uh, Tony Finau missed the cut by three. Uh, you know, there's there's Justin Thomas that shot an 80 the opening day. So did Dustin Johnson today. So the course is biting some of the big names. Well, and it's, that's one of the things I love about the British Open is that because of the pot bunkers, the, the, the truly punitive bunkering and fescue and everything else, you know, if you're a little off, it can ruin your day. Mm-hmm. And if you're right on, you can make birdies and eagles uh, because it's not an incredibly difficult putting task. Um, so it, it, it's fascinating. And, you know, listen, let's be honest. Finauer and Justin Thomas, they really didn't want to make the cut because I want to start prepping for the 3M Open. <laughs> that had to be it. I know that yes. was part of Thomas's uh, routine, especially. That's great, though, announcing that Justin Thomas is playing uh, at the 3M. That's a good get for uh, for them over there. It's a great get, and he's not playing. He's not having a good season. He had a horrible British Open, but he's still a name. He's still a talent, and he's the kind of guy who, at any moment, could could you know figure it out and get rolling again. That's right, uh, Jim. Have a great weekend. Great. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5, Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.